to the Strictly Personal Podcast. I'm J.P. Batum, your host. Our theme, our message is intended to be a wide open forum. Hopefully you'll find it thought-provoking and at the very least entertaining. My father, the late John Batum, Hall of Fame broadcaster, started the Strictly Personal Commentary Show back in the late 90s. This is my attempt to keep that going. Throughout the many podcasts, I will be highlighting different audio clips of his broadcast history. I hope you'll enjoy that. Our commentary, relevant and interesting all the while, we will be hosting different guests along the way. All of the commentary provided is strictly personal. With all of that, let's get started. My guest today is my uncle, my uncle Dale, um, brother to my mother. And uh, Dale has an interesting uh, broadcast uh, background himself. So uh, we're going to get caught up with Dale. It's been some time since I've spoke to him. So looking quite forward to that. Before we do, let's listen in on John Battle. First and 10, Hamilton at their own 42-yard line. Triple receivers to the right. Evanson, the lone man to the left. And Hopkins in motion right. Jonas rolling right. There's the quick throw out to Gabriel, the 50. West, he ducks West. He just straight-armed West and gets down to the 51-and-a-half-yard line. Billy West has been victimized here this afternoon. You know, I'm looking at the sidelines, Mike, and a guy that I know is dying a slow death is Dave Ramey on the crutches. Boy... What a competitor he's been for the Argonauts. That knee just torn up, and there's no way, of course, no matter what the Argonauts do this season, that he'll be back. West gets straight armed by Tony Gabriel, knocked his helmet off. It's first and ten, Hamilton, the ball at the, at the Argonaut 51-and-a-half-yard line with 11 minutes to play in the fourth quarter, and Jonas still directing traffic. His back's in tight. The end's in tight. The give is to Hopkins. He gets by one, dances, just fights his way to the 45. He just slashed right by big Jimmy Corrigal and whipped into the 45. He picks up seven. It'll be second down. Hello. Is that Uncle Dale? <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, finished digging out from this snowstorm. I just uh, discovered that uh, Mother had given me the wrong phone number. Oh, really? Yeah, I had tried, I was calling and I go, I can't seem to connect with him. And it's always either busy and she goes, oh, I don't know. I'll, and anyway, so... I tried calling, it was busy again, and then she, I said, well, I, she says, well, let me check the number again. She goes, oh, no, I gave you the wrong number. <laughs> oh, well, well, there you, you can go. excuse her. Oh, yeah. things happen. 
It happens. Yeah. So what's... Well, what's new in Toronto? Oh, you know, I guess you probably saw the numbers here getting ridiculous, so... Uh-huh, yeah. Well, we're we're not uh, doing great out here either, but... Yeah. It's, uh, one of those things, it's going to have to run its course, that's all there is to it. Yeah, I know, it's... Uh, it's uh, just dragging on. I think we're getting, getting something called COVID fatigue now. I think everybody's just gotten on. I wouldn't say comfortable with it, but people are out doing whatever, and it just you know it's getting getting worse. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm really uh, quite disappointed in the amount of people that uh, really don't want to put a mask on, which to me doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if, you know, because if it if it if it helps and it works a bit. Why wouldn't you put it on? I know, absolutely. Jeez. So yeah, no. It's so other than that, I mean, I'm working from home, probably like the rest of the, the world, uh, which has been a new experience because I never really worked from home, and so that was kind of a big adjustment to, to slowly get in the hang of it. And are you, are you, sorry, you're still working from home? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah, well, the Toronto market—they don't want too many coming going downtown, so they—they uh, they don't want us down there. So, which is fine with me, but I just—it's—it makes my business a little bit tougher. But yeah, everything, everything's virtual now, so yeah. Yeah, is. isn't that true? Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I've been uh, been doing these podcasts and uh, was uh, wanting to get you on uh, for a while, but uh, just. Uh, I got busy with other stuff, and then so I haven't been doing as many. But I started these back in uh, in, in the March or April when we were all on lockdown of something to do. <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, so I heard I heard you had a, a podcast with uh, Billy up in Edmonton. Yeah, <laughs> it was I wanted to get him for his ninetieth birthday, which so that was a lot of fun. Uh, was, oh sure, yeah, it was a good laugh, and uh, so. Uh, but then Carol got, got jumped in there, so it was a lot. I don't know if you heard it. But it was fun. It was good to do. But, uh, so yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounded like it anyway. Yeah. So I wanted I wanted to get you on because I wanted to, to just you know we we never really spent a lot of time talking about how you got into broadcasting, and I always wanted to kind of get your your take on it, like. You know, you started off. I'm, I'm not even. I can't even recall what you did before you got into broadcasting. <laughs> well, yeah. Sometimes I'd have to stop and think <laughs> about that too. But uh, it was a long time ago. So uh, yeah, I, I was actually, um, believe it or not, I was working for the railroad in Regina. Oh, and, now that uh, that does ring a bell. Now, now that you mention that, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was back in. 68-69 and then uh, I think it was December of 70 I quit the railroad and moved up to North Battleford to start uh, in radio and that was uh, basically because of uh, Brother Mel's connection with uh, with uh, the radio station in North Battleford uh, or at least he he knew the right people and he you know kind of just threw my name towards them and then told me to call them and the rest is history so to speak yeah, because Mel would have already been in already for how many years had he been? Oh, gosh, he started uh, late 50s uh, and all through the 60s. He was uh, involved at, uh, in Regina, and then he went to Sudbury, and then he came back and ended up 
going to university and taking a few classes and going and working for the Leader Post. He went to the newspaper. He also worked for the Star Phoenix here in Saskatoon, too. So. Wow. Yeah. He's- yeah. So him and your dad had been in the business uh, oh, a good uh, decade, decade and a half before I ever got in the business. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you first uh, started off, were you doing news or doing DJ? What were you doing? Well, it was small town radio in North Belford, so you do a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, you, you sign on, you uh, you spin records, you read the news, do some sports, you, whatever <laughs> is needed that day. If you have to sweep the floors, you sweep the floors, you know, that's just the way small town radio was, Yeah. Okay. which is which is a great experience because uh, it's uh, it gives you a little bit of a feel for everything, right? So how old would you have so, been, Dale, at that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to stop and think about that. Twenty, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, in December of '69, I would have been 20 years old. Yeah. You know, because I remember going back uh, when I was a, a little gaffer. I guess I some of my uh, fonder memories of Saskatchewan. Uh, I remember coming to Grandma and Grandpa's place and. Uh, always uh, sneaking into your room and playing with your models and <laughs> I don't know if you remember that but uh, <laughs> um, getting into trouble going in the going in you're going in your uncle Dale's room stay out of there but anyways um, <laughs> but and then I also remember uh, things that you recall right I mean I always remember Mal's uh, Mustang out front the house he'd park it right out front uh, that red Mustang of oh. his <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, had to show it off. You yeah, know. There yeah. wasn't that many of them around. <laughs> and of course, uh, I don't know. I guess the you know what? And my I uh, I always remember your wedding because that was the first wedding as a kid I ever went to. So uh, I always remember that too, which was uh, quite uh, quite a neat wedding in my memory. But uh, so that was you starting off, and uh, and then you guys had uh, you had you had uh, my three sons. Uh, which, like Perry, uh, you have three boys as well, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, quite the uh, uh, irony, I guess, you know, you know, your, your brother has three boys, and I ended up having three sons. Of course, they're all adults grown and doing their own thing these days, and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, so it's, uh, it's kind of interesting how, I, you know, the other day I was thinking about how boys kind of dominate this family uh, <laughs> they do you know uh you know even uh amongst my siblings the boys outnumber the girls by quite a bit and and then even like yourself uh with a boy and a girl and then perry has three boys and then you finally get to, to cheryl with with three girls but i mean yeah. and then shauna has three boys you know like it's it's amazing how many boys are you know the really dominant factor in this family that's true yeah there is a lot you know that you mention it yeah, yeah. well how did you get into the cfl i mean you got to like you started doing uh, cfl football at some point as well right yeah i started uh in 1973 uh doing wow. Radio, uh, the, the riders on the radio in 73, in 74, 75, 76. And 
then there was a bit of a lull there uh, because of the radio rights, you know, going from one place to another or something, you know. <laughs> uh, and then in uh, 1980, um, um, I got doing the CTV thing out west here. So uh, it, it all worked out pretty good. So there was a pretty good run there for a few years with doing the CFL. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing some of the games when we'd when we'd watch the Eastern games here, and then they would flip to the Western games. I remember the first time I, I saw you, you know, doing the reports on the sidelines uh, during a during a game out in Calgary. I think it was, but um, I thought that was quite neat, quite good to see. And then uh, I was uh, I was thinking that uh, you know Perry was telling me he said uh, he said one of my fondest memories is when Uncle Dale invited me up to the press box when you were here in Toronto doing a game and Dad was doing the Argos and you were doing the Stampeders. Do you remember that? Yeah, that would have been 1988. Uh, we uh, had gone into Toronto and there was kind of a funny story about that because uh, the Stampeders were having some real troubles on the field back in the late 80s before they ended up hiring Wally Buono and all that kind of stuff as their head coach. And they used to have a head coach by the name of Larry Coherick. They called him Coach Q. Oh, yeah. And the Stampeders were going through a really rough time, attendance-wise, on the field. The situation really wasn't that good. And the, the radio station that I was doing the games for, they just basically were doing them you know, as a favor to the organization. There was really no no money changed hand as far as radio rights or that type of thing. It was just like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll air them. And uh, we went to Toronto and the and the and the production people that are supposed to set all these things up ahead of time, they they forgot. So we get to Toronto and uh, we're ready to do the broadcast and uh, all of a sudden we find out We've got no broadcast line. Nobody we had booked it. So <laughs> we were scrambling around trying to get this thing organized, uh, you know, like 15, 10 minutes, five minutes to, you know, kick off. <laughs> and we still don't know if we're going to have a broadcast line up and running. So the first little bit of it was just over the phone. <laughs> Finally, everything got worked out. But uh, that was kind of the attitude towards the Stampeders in Calgary those days. But even though that particular game was in Toronto, it was just like uh, we started checking our plane tickets to make sure that we were okay <laughs> to get the flag back. <laughs> <laughs> well, what Perry was saying, he says, uh, he goes, well, yeah, he goes, Dad didn't even invite me up to the press box, but he goes, but Uncle Dale did. <laughs> And he says, and he goes, then he wandered down to the press box to surprise Dad to let him know, hey, look, I'm up here. And he says, he goes, he goes, I, first thing I noticed, I see Billy Waters has got a six-pack underneath the, underneath his chair while he's doing the broadcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy Waters, yeah, we, uh, we had uh, some times with him, too. Yeah, so he, that was what he, he just had a hoot over that. That was good. What yeah, you, yeah. What would be your most fondest uh, Grey Cup? Oh boy! Well, probably '89, the uh, the Riders and Hamilton, because it was such a great game. Yeah. I mean, it was just up and down, and then, you know, the Tiger Cats got a, a you know a good lead in the first half, and then the Riders came back, and then late in the game, Hamilton scores 
and then the riders come back get the field goal so you know a lot of people that was the one in Tor- that was the one here in Toronto was it not yeah it was yeah. the first one at uh, Skydome that's right uh, that was a great yeah game. yeah that was phenomenal I mean yeah a lot of people consider it maybe the best Grey Cup ever but <clears throat> that's always debatable yeah, but uh, that was that a, was a, a memorable game for sure yeah the one that uh, that I wasn't broadcasting or had any part in the in the broadcast at all was '77, the the Ice Bowl in Montreal. That's a memorable one because of the staples and the shoes for the Alouettes and all that kind of stuff, and how they could get any traction. And poor Eskimos were just sliding, <laughs> falling all over the place. And uh, but uh, yeah. And you know those were the days when uh, when the Big O used to be full of football fans, CFL fans, and it was a I good know. show. It was a great show, and uh, it's unfortunate that they can't fill it anymore and be a part of that you know scene that uh, was so big and so prominent. But when you think of the late seventies and early eighties, you know, and, and the, the stadiums that they were filling up, you know, you had the Big O in Montreal, and then. You had uh, the new facility in BC coming online in '83, and then you had Commonwealth Stadium in Edmonton. Those places, you know, were putting fifty, sixty thousand people in. You know, it was uh, the good old days. I know. I mean, you, you listen to. I've been listening to some of the old audio clips of Dad doing some of the games, and you hear the crowd, and it's just, it's like, it's just you don't hear these kinds of games anymore. It's, it's sad. No. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it is. Yeah, the heyday of uh, the CFL was. Uh, a lot better than we really thought when you look back on it. I mean, it's sad where it is now. I mean, speaking of which, I mean, what is what's your thoughts on what's going to happen going forward? Do you think they'll have a league, or what do you think? Oh, I'm I'm hoping so, but you know, I really think that. Uh, well, in in some ways, they they took a real chance by not playing this season, and uh, you know, when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to have to win a lot of people back. But I'm thinking, you know, all the talk was that they would have a shortened season and play in a bubble uh, in Winnipeg. Well, when you look at it right now, uh, Winnipeg is one of the hotspots for COVID across Canada. So I don't know how the bubble would have worked at this particular point in time. That could have been a problem. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I think they've really... I hope that they come back next year with some really bold, bold ideas like <clears throat> adjusting the schedule so, you know, you maybe start earlier and you finish earlier and, you know, you stay away from the cold weather. Yeah. Like this this storm that we just had really through Saskatchewan this weekend. Now, had there been a CFL season and... Uh, Say the Riders had finished in second place, they would have had a home game yesterday. It would have been a playoff game. Wow! It would have it would have just been a disaster <laughs> because you you have no idea how bad the storm was. It was just brutal. Is that right? Eh? Was yeah. it a lot of yeah. snow, or was it just a lot of? Was it? Oh yeah, almost a record amount of snow, but the wind and the snow drifts, and that's wow. just been. Really, I got to admit, I didn't even uh, know. I didn't even hear about the storm. So, yeah, we yeah, it started on uh, on Saturday. Went picked up over Saturday night, and then uh, really got bad on Sunday afternoon. 
Wow. It just roared through here. We, we, and it was, you know, hitting Regina, too. It was, it was widespread. Wow. We had, re- we had record highs here. We had 22 degrees. <laughs> For this time, I know your mom kept telling me. (laughs) Don't mean to rub it in. Yeah, yeah. She sent me pictures of the nice weather. (laughs) Well, you know, she was trying to make me feel good. (laughs) Well, you know, it usually means if you guys have had a storm there, I always find about a week later we'll get a cold snap coming this way. So we'll probably get some of it. uh, Yeah, you might not get the snow, but you you might get some chillier temperatures. But good for you guys. You got some nice warm weather for a few days. That's. in November, you gotta love that. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, I, you know, the other thing I was wondering too, like you did, you, you got out of broadcasting, um, and you know, you went into, I think, the, the design field from there. <laughs> like that's quite well, a that's yeah. quite a leap. What, I, and I had no idea that you had any design background or desire to, to that. So how, <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Well. Uh, it's kind of funny, but you know, uh, you know, maybe some people I've worked for would say you still don't have any design, <laughs> ability, you know. And uh, to end up doing what I was doing was, uh, you know, I I I finished my days as a broadcaster in Regina back in 2004. At the end of 2004, and I, I just had enough. I was tired of it. I wanted to just go and do something else. And I had no idea what it was going to be. So I ended up moving to Edmonton. And uh, I thought, you know, when I think back, one of the things I most enjoyed in high school was drafting. Right. And, and uh, back in those days, of course, it was all by hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, it would be. and nowadays it's, it's computer, it's AutoCAD, things like that. So I took a course in Edmonton. Uh, and uh, managed to gain enough proficiency, just barely enough proficiency, to maybe take a stab at doing something. And uh, yeah, so I was kind of looking around, and then all of a sudden, this opportunity came up uh, relating to office furniture and, and space planning and layouts and that type of thing. Yeah. So that's. I uh, ended up doing that for one company in Edmonton, then moved to a, another company, and then uh, uh, I started to whittle down my hours of working. And by the time I was done in Edmonton, I was down, you know, down to three days a week. Right. And so I, I moved back to Saskatoon to be close to the grandkids and the rest of the family and that type of thing. And uh, lo and behold, the the outfit here that was. Uh, you know, involved with the same manufacturer that I've been involved with in Edmonton. They had, you know, reason to hire somebody, but they said to me, but the only thing is we, we really wouldn't need anybody for more than three days a week. And I said, well, that's all I've been doing in Edmonton for the last two years is, uh, is three days a week. Yeah, you're going so perfect. I ended up doing it here in, Edmonton, or in Saskatoon for the past uh, six years, five years. Yeah. So you're now living in Saskatoon? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've been there for a while. I've now, been or? here since. You know what's funny is I moved here seven years ago on the first of November, and a snowstorm hit that was very similar to the one we just had this weekend. There you go, it's the anniversary <laughs> to remind you. Yeah. So every seven years, look out. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Well, I, you know, I I have fond memories of the time you and I went to Hawaii. 
uh, we had we had some good right. la- good laughs back then. Yeah. That, that was a fun fun trip. Yeah, when we uh, when we scared the heck out of your dad <laughs> and, uh, at the airport. Yeah. Have you have you told your uh, podcast listeners that story? No, I haven't. I haven't mentioned that. <laughs> where, where did we I'm find? Sure. We found those crazy hats with the long hair. Remember? Yeah, we had the the wig and the dumb hats. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if anybody knows what the airports are like in Hawaii, they're wide open. You know, you just there's no doors you have to worry about and windows. You just <laughs> peek over the fence, right? <laughs> <laughs> just walk off the plane and you see people, and you're standing there right behind a bush. It seems. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that was a funny episode, and of course you're. Your, your mom and dad and everybody else that was on that trip, they were all uh, pretty tired by the time they got there. <laughs> they weren't sure what they were seeing. <laughs> uh, it was a good it was a good trip. We got some good golf in, and uh, yeah, no, it was a fun, I have fond memories of that trip. I, little did I know that uh, you know that uh, you know it was uh, one of those trips that you look back on and and uh, tri- cherish, you know. So, uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I, you know, obviously it was great that Grandma got us there. And, and uh, very very fun memories. Her and Lawrence and and uh, we had yeah. we had Mel and Viv were there as well, right? Yeah, yeah. everybody uh, yeah. ended up going. Yeah, no, you know, was, and, uh, uh, Grandma was in the wheelchair. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, had to push her up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that now. Oh, yeah, we had we had some laughs on that uh, that trip. Yeah, no, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So how are how are the boys all doing? I mean, you got uh, you're I guess you're not far from Grant now. We used to being in Saskatoon, but yeah, Grant and uh, his uh, family, uh, the Shannon and uh, the three kids, and uh, Hannah and Jack, they the twins. They just got their learner drivers. Is that right? Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, they got you know those yellow signs you put in the back window of your car. They, <laughs> they got those. So, and then uh, Henry is uh, a couple of years younger. So, pretty soon there will be a car lot around Grant's place with uh, all these kids, uh, uh, making me feel old because they're almost on the verge of yeah. driving. But uh, and then Chad is also here with his two boys, uh, Rowan and Finn, and, uh, and then Jason, the the old man of the three. He's he's in Calgary, and uh, yeah, I haven't. Going, I, I haven't spoken to him in a while. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to connect with Jason. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's full of you know what, and he's ready. You know, it'd be a lot of fun to talk to. He's got lots of stories going on in Calgary. Oh, and you know what? And, the, and he's such a diehard CFL fan, and he must this must be just eating him up right now with all this going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. The only thing that keeps him going is fantasy football. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do the same. I, I, in fact, I, this is the... Well, I mean, uh, Ryan, Perry's son, Ryan, runs a big football pool here, and... And uh, I, you know, you do your picks with the spread that one, and uh, and I've never won a week. I've always been close, never won a week. Well, this could be it. I've, I've got uh, ten going into tonight, so and I got the Patriots. So we'll see what happens. I may, might actually okay. win one. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah you, you should be. Well, you know, I guess the Jets are going to win sooner or later. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much guaranteed the Jets will win tonight. I think. Yeah, well, I, I'm hoping for you. Maybe uh, I'll have to cheer for the Patriots yeah. tonight. 
but uh, they've had their own problems. So yeah. You never know. So what's uh, what's going on with the CFL virtual thing for the Grey Cup? Are they do there's something they're doing for the Grey Cup week? Are they not? Uh, like there's a you virtual. Got me. I'm hearing that they're doing some sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe it's a memory lane thing. I don't know what they're doing. There's some some history of all the Grey Cups. It's supposed to be Grey Cup week coming up or something. So. Oh, really? And uh, it's, it, like, is it a TSN thing? Or? I don't know. I just, uh, a couple of people have told me, and I haven't had time to really look into it, and I just thought maybe you might have, well, might have heard about it. Well, no, I haven't heard that one. The only one I know about the Grey Cup is this uh, thing about, uh, adding your name to a, a pedestal that the, the Grey Cup's going to sit on or something. It's not going to be affixed to it, but it's, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's some, I think it's more of a fundraising thing for the league more than anything. Yeah. I, they could use all the money they can get. I don't know. See, that's the, that's the other problem, Paul, is this, you know, of all the leagues out there, you know, the CFL got hurt the worst with this COVID because they just don't make enough money out of television. Like the others all make good money, especially the NBA and baseball and, and the NFL in particular. Yeah. But even the NHL made, a, you know, some money out of television. So they can go without too many people in the in the stands or none in the stands at all. CFL can't do yeah, that. They've got to have yeah. people... They gotta have ticket revenue. Yep, uh, and that's the unfortunate thing. And for a small pro league, they're getting hurt really bad with this whole Coke thing. And well, yeah, and Regina was out. supposed to have the Grey Cup this year. I mean, I mean, we were thinking of maybe right. coming out there for the Grey Cup. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's yeah. not happening. But then, of course, the, in the the newer newer stadium you guys have there, that would have been nice. And uh, we're looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, we would be. In a normal year, we'd just be a couple of weeks away from breakup week. So, yeah. you know, in Regina, yeah, the, they were all pumped, and then all of a sudden, COVID started shutting everything down. So. Well, they're saying they're saying 2022 for Regina now for the Grey Cup. I'm not sure why there's what they're doing in 2021, but apparently they're they're prepared to say 2022 yeah. and commit to to Regina. So hopefully we'll yeah, see. Yeah, they uh, they're going to be in Hamilton in 2021. Oh, is that right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, probably we're already. Committed. I, and I don't. I don't know the reasoning behind that when they canceled 2020 at Mosaic in Regina and didn't make it 2021 at Mosaic and 2022 at Hamilton, but instead they leapfrogged 2021, left it in Hamilton and made 2022 uh, Grey Cup at Mosaic in Regina. So I, I, I have no idea what the rationale was on in that decision. It kind of surprised me when they announced that. But well, Unless they had a commitment already to Hamilton beforehand, and I guess they didn't want to leapfrog it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess... Yeah. yeah. I guess they figure, uh, you know, they can have a... They can do an easier uh, schedule change at Tato, or Mosaic and Regina than they can in Hamilton. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's hope that let's hope that they get back playing football again, and and we stay. You know, I mean, I would hate to see the league not not continue, but they they're in tough right now, that's for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, again. Yeah, like I say, you know, they you know take a year off uh, through no fault of their own, but still, 
you know, that means uh, people aren't thinking about them too much. So you got to get those people back again. Yeah, yeah. So and that'll that'll be a tough one. Yeah, I mean, you watching? You're still a fan of? Uh, I guess you're a Broncos and a 49ers fan, if I recall. Yep, yeah, I'm a I'm a diehard Niners fan. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. yeah. You, so. you didn't like the fact that I was cheering for those Cowboys who would just drive you crazy every year. <laughs> I still, I still a bit of a Cowboys diehard, but I've, I've veered away from them quite a bit. It's just a ter- terrible organization, but they're like the Leafs. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, but, uh, but still, uh, at least yeah. we've got some NFL football to follow, anyways. Yeah, for sure. Even though it's a tough year for the Niners so far with all their injuries. Oh, but, they're getting uh, they're getting really whacked hard. Yeah, uh, and the Cowboys. Uh, no, them good, as well. So, so good. Not that good. Yeah. So what's uh, what's what's next for Dale? What are you? You're, uh, you're still working, or you're taking time off? What are you no. doing? I'm 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 pretty much a retired guy now, Paul. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I'm uh, just hanging tough here in Saskatoon, and uh, yeah, uh, that's about it. I had, uh, for a long winter. Yeah. I had J.P. McConnell on about a month ago. Yeah, we had a good catch-up with him. Now, he's living in France? Yeah. Yeah, now he's living in uh, living in a small town in France, and he's uh, got the good life going there. He's quite seems quite happy, so he just he just gotten over some... The last time when I talked to him, he'd just gotten uh, some knee surgery done, so he was, he was hurting a bit there, but he, I think he's probably gotten over that. Oh, yeah. But, oh, uh, yeah, so. I haven't seen Jay Paul in a long time. Yeah, no, it was good to catch up with him. Well, speaking of which, I haven't seen you now. I don't know how long it's been. Uh, it's been a while. Well, I guess since uh, since Dad passed. I guess was the last time I saw you. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I but yeah. I haven't gotten out, to, out west. Uh, probably when was the last time I was out west to see you guys? I can't even remember now. It's yeah. Well, were you here for the 2013 Grey Cup? Yeah, well, that's a that's <laughs> that's quite a while ago. But yeah, I guess I might have been there for 2013. Might have been the last time I was out there, yeah. But uh, I still have that picture of all all you guys, all of like us and with you and Mal and uh, and uh, Dad. I mean, where we're all standing around and Billy. <laughs> that's that's a good. I don't know if you remember that picture where we're all standing at Uncle Mike's that time we took that photo. Yeah. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I got, I have that picture framed in my office. <laughs> oh good. Yeah. Uh, that was probably. Was that uh, Grandma's funeral? I think it might have been Grandma's funeral. Yeah, it might have been that. Yeah, because that's, that's quite a while ago. Yeah, yeah. that's geez, uh, that's starting to get on to twenty years. Not quite, but in a while. <laughs> so, uh, well, I usually uh, try and wrap up these podcasts. I uh, invite you to uh, pick a musical song because I always I intro with music and I extra with music, and I say, well, you pick the the song that we can. Uh, we can leave the podcast on, so you get the choice to pick a whatever song you want, and uh, I'll end the podcast on that. And uh, well, before you do that, though, I was wanting to ask you: uh, Do you have any broadcast clips of when you were doing some ball games? Oh, I might have some somewhere, but uh, that be stuff that I haven't uh, even thought about, or you know. Um, I would if sure you if you can dig one up and send it to me. I'd love that. I'd love to be able to put that on here. That would be awesome. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, 
audio tape or videotape or audio it would be audio this is just audio so yeah, because I'm not even sure if, if I have any that would be well, audio. Even if it's video, audio, I'll take the audio video. off it, I guess, if it's video. I can always take yeah, it Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, and I guess the uh, the format would be uh, the question mark, because I think if I have anything, honest to goodness, Paul, if I have anything, it might be on beta or <laughs> VHS or... Whatever. Have you not gone? Right. You've not gone through any of your old stuff there at all. Have you not done that? No, no, I don't. Uh, it's all packed away somewhere. Oh, you see, you're like in boxes that I haven't looked at in years. You're like dad. Dad had did the same thing, and so I had to go through all these boxes of stuff, and I had to go and get it uh, converted over, and which wasn't uh, it wasn't too difficult. They can do that now, but you you have to. You don't know what most of the stuff that he had in there wasn't even labeled, so you had no idea what they were going through. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what would happen here, I'm pretty sure. But I'll, I'll take a look and see Good what evening, I Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Rider Tickathon 87. My name is Dale Isaac, and I'll be joined tonight by a host of all-star sports personalities from right across this great country of ours. And we're all here with the one idea to help save the Saskatchewan Rough Rider franchise. Let's meet some of my co-hosts tonight, starting with, first of all, the Hall of Famer himself, former Rough Rider great quarterback, Ron Lancaster. Toronto, the man who showed us our rider pride back in 79. He's here to do it again from the Toronto star, John Robertson. Also now in Toronto, but of course a former Saskatchewan and Regina broadcaster, John Wells of TSN Toronto. And from Edmonton, the number one football isolation director in television, Fred Fleming. From CTV Sports in Toronto, another former Saskatchewan native, Johnny Esau. Also one time from Regina, now in Montreal at CFCF, and of course Hockey Night in Canada, you know him well, Dick Irvin. From CBC Television Sports here in Regina, Steve Ruddick. From our nation's capital, the former voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, now the voice of the Ottawa Rough Riders, CFRA Radio's John Batham. Woo! From Toronto, you know him well, from Canada AM, Wally Mott. Woo! And Mr. Excitement himself from CBC's Switchback, Bill Wright. And you will be hearing from all those people as this 16-hour telethon unfolds here at Taylor Field. We are joined by a massive crowd here on the mezzanine level of Taylor Field, and we have behind us the most important part of this whole telethon. Banks and banks of phones, and everybody's raring to go here. We just want to get those phones ringing. Now, I'm joined by two special people here, John Robertson and Ron Lancaster. And I just want to ask these two gentlemen about the fun they've had the past two or three days. Ronnie, you've seen a lot of Saskatchewan. Well, I sure did. Ted Ernest uh, took us on a plane ride the other day to about six cities, and John and I had a ball. And Ted is a good pilot. We had our doubts at first, but we had the opportunity to meet a lot of people, do a lot of talking, do a lot of meeting, and some call-in shows. And, uh, you know, it was, the people of Saskatchewan are a little bit angry, and they have every right to be 
be angry. But you know what? When you're angry, you care. And when you care, you'll do something about it. And that's what it's all about. John, have you found that as well? 79, the Ryder Pride thing, you really got it going. You're here to do it again. Exactly. And I think Ryder Pride is basically people pride. And it really showed in the stops that we made in Swift Current, up in the Battlefords, over in Prince Albert, where they delayed lunch for us. Super Day in Saskatoon. We flew all the way to Yorkton with Tedder Ness flying. And you ever see a center fly like that? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But it was just absolutely yeah, so, great. And all right, so what song comes to John. mind? Convinced that, uh, the right uh, well, your older sister, if if she answered that question on my behalf, she'd say the doors. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my fire or something like that. Because I used to have the uh, doors album back in the day. Oh, is that right? Really? Still lived out in Regina, so. Hmm. But it, uh, you know, uh, I've grown up since then. So uh, let's go with uh, Hotel California Eagles. All right, that's a great one. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad your mom got you the right phone number. Yeah, <laughs> I've been phoning for a while. Yeah, I'll have to give her a bad time now. Yeah. All right, we'll go watch some Monday night football. There's an idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go, go Jets, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see you, Paul. Yeah. Take care. Bye now. Bye.